Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes, big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni, plus the original, plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Cash the ticket, Monday mailbag. Mike is in a chipper mood as always. Great, just just really uh, love being a part of the media machine. It's great. We'll get to it because in addition to the mailbag, we got updated Heisman odds. Smile, Mike. We'll get into... <laughs> I can't even believe what you've typed on this sheet. I mean, what, what fucking world do I live in? And we'll, we'll, go, get, go ahead. we'll get to some storylines from the NFL. Who give does it say more about? The whole deal. Give him a rate, review, subscribe. Rate, boy, review, right? subscribe. You guys know the drill. Monday mailbag, Tuesday recaps with Tailgate Tuesday. Got a baby. College on Thursday, NFL Friday. We start, though, with Tales from the Road because we spent Saturday together, and we you're did. not sick of me yet. No. You were actually the bright spot. No, we did a road show. We mm -hmm. had a live event for the station. It was great. Great I crowd. Never realized that the college-aged populace liked what we did. Look at you out there taking photos, being semi-sociable. It was, I took it was a beautiful. took pictures because I, all I heard was my co-host Rico Beard, like the little devil on my shoulder going, smile, prick, be, be nice, nice to, to people. people. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, let me take some pictures. And you know, I tried Your to- Your skin didn't melt. No, it was fine. The, the kids couldn't have been nicer. And, and I was just straight up with them. Like how many of these students come up to you? And I'm like, yeah, we're gonna lose by 50, man. Oh, come on, bro. Oh, I'm like- Sorry, man, you better take another sip of whatever the hell's in that Borgs. jug you're carrying around. Borgs, Mike. A bo what is it? B-O-R-G, a Borg. What's that mean? Blackout rage gallon. That's what the kids drink these days. Well, the best moment to me was before we even got to the parking lot, you seeing all the house parties, and I feel like you were aging oh, by the second. In real time. Yeah. It was like Benjamin Button. Yeah. I was like... But you weren't getting younger. I don't have speed. I did this. Is my, this is my nightmare. This is my nightmare. Uh, but no, we, we did a great road show. I think the, the, the fun of it, though, was all day, me being verbally accosted by you for sandbagging Michigan, Michigan State. <laughs> you promised me a close game, and all I got was Nona's disfigured head in a jar. Evan, you every other me. every other sentence on the drive home, you promised me, Jim, you promised. Like a kid who like didn't get his Christmas presents. You said I get the action figure in, in the PlayStation. You promised. You, you promised we'd play laser tag. <laughs> I, I just looked at you. I go, hey, is this the close game I was promised? We had the iPad going on the way up. Yep. Hotspot worked to perfection, Evan. Credit you. We watched Penn State, Ohio State. We'll give you some thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. 
it was great doing a sports betting pod and driving with your podcast partner because all we're doing is one large red zone. He's giving me scoreboard updates while I'm behind we're, the wheel. We're Let's switching go live. games. Yeah. I even had the iPad up on the dash while he was driving. Probably dangerous, but we worked with it. There were there were certain things we needed to see, but the magic was Saturday night. Jim didn't eat all day. I didn't eat all day. I said, you know what? We're on a black coffee and water plan until dinner. Mm-hmm. And I said, the emotional support, it's been about six months minimum since I've had Chinese food. And Jim was in with the program. We went to a place that Evan had soured on. Awesome. Oh. Now, the problem, I didn't realize. You know, you're, you're in, you're, you're, we were in Jim's clown car. We were getting a little low on the uh, cotton candy juice. So we had to stop and plug in at a certain point. I started hitting, hitting buttons. I didn't realize how much Chinese food I ordered. So what ends up happening is right here, time of taping on Monday morning, Jim Costa has lived off of Chinese food ever since leaving my place. He on sent Saturday. me home, Evan, the box. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can do it justice. I'm eating wonton soup last night as I'm watching Sunday night football. I got General Sal's chicken today for lunch. I still have a fridge. This is Chinese food for life. You said you just kept checking more boxes. You said your wife's out of town till Tuesday. Yep. I told you, here's the deal. You don't, you have, don't to have to eat all this Chinese food, but it ain't staying here. You know, you have that Sweet little and sour shrimp, anything you could ask yeah, for. You have the little cheat meal and then get it the fuck out of my house. But see, How many different fried rices? Because I'm still going through stuff. Is, like, mean, what is this in this over here? <laughs> peeking into this Evan, container. Evan, this, this food could have fed 30 people. Mistakes were made. We were in the car. We're watching the game. It you're took you're us hungry. A you it order took us more. a while to thaw out. It got mm. cold. Rico looks at us. Do we have any hand warmers? And, yeah. And because he's connected, he comes back with hand warmers. Not enough for you or me, but enough for himself. Now, here's my question. When your wife walks back through the door Tuesday after her long weekend, because yes. her Nona died, um, not Rita, different person. The, so when she comes home and sees a fridge full of Oh, China- she already knows. I sent her a picture of the box. <laughs> There will be more for her. I just don't know if it's going to go bad by that But point. the best bit, and this is the fun part. So Saturday night, we're watching games, plural. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to talk about USC again. But <laughs> Michigan, Michigan State, even Jim started getting nauseous with some of the coverage. More on that later. But he, he goes, listen, you can get Michigan State getting 45 and a half live. I go, Jim, don't do it. <laughs> so yesterday, Jim does Lions Pre and Network. And the game's going on. Now, I'm on Baltimore laying the three. And Jim texts me and he goes, hey, Lions 14 and a half live. And I go, no, no, no. I said, don't tell me it's going to be ugly. I said, the magic egg roll box says bad idea. I said, this could be ugly today. You open your fortune cookie, blow uh, yeah. out city. You crack that fortune cookie on your head, it said Ravens a lot, lines a little. I go, Jim, don't do it. So I saved you two units this weekend, and I got you fed probably through Wednesday. Do you realize if they gave us 24, the book did, they could have given me another 24, still wouldn't have covered. This would be my recommendation to FanDuel. If you bet an underdog of north of 20 points, and they lose by no less than double the listed spread. Just bonus give, bet. Just give the person their money back. In a just form of like, a bonus bet, that's fine. If you took 24 and a half and state loses by 49, you get you should get your money back. A little token, back. something. Now, I admit this. 
I'm not proud of it, but you know that you called it. First bet I put in last Sunday when you called me Mikey early lines yep. was Michigan minus 23 for two units. And although I didn't feel good about it, it is nice to know that through the embarrassment you are going to earn money. Are you okay? Yes. Do you still have a taste for Chinese food? <laughs> I'm going to lose it very quickly. Every <laughs> meal, breakfast, lunch. You said it was six months between visits? Yeah, I think I'm going right. to be on that plan. Sounds right. Uh, <laughs> we'll do more on the recap. I didn't yep. realize the talent was 49 points worse, and I still don't. I think some of that's coaching. Some of it is. Yeah, I mean, but like, we got well, linebackers covering Roman Wilson. And it's not just linebackers. I mean, we we, we have a kid named Cal Halliday. He was he, great as a freshman. But he can't cover anybody. He's, he's a like a 1985 Big Ten linebacker. He's just missing the neck Hey, roll. look. Cal Halliday's trying to cover Roman Wilson on a crossing route. Oops. That's coach. Mike, the start and of And I game. also give the quarterback no credit for the throw. Sorry. The start of the game. You give me three straight Michigan scores, three straight scoreless Spartan drives, over we weren't even uh halfway by, home and it was no over. by the time i engaged in my energy drink so i could stay awake for the night games shout out you, utah and you plugged in your car to the frozen margarita machine yep. to charge up it's 28 nothing and all the third and, lo- we'll and all i said tuesday. to jim is you promised me a close game what will, will, will happen we'll get to it more on tuesday go through all of our no picks problem. all of our plays our record recaps we did well in the nfl very well in the nfl college held serve we'll get specifics tomorrow i'm not mad about it college look you're not going to win every week but we sure as hell didn't lose no the nfl we just march on five and two for you four and two for me mm-hmm. that's not easy i'm very proud of what we're doing in the nfl because it's it's hard you got some- and we're doing it I'm sorry. No. We're doing it giving people five, six, seven plays a week. They're, we're not doing two plays or three plays. It's hard to come up with a half a dozen plays a week for people. And we're so open for, about that. Yeah. but um, Now, we got some notes before we get to the mailbag, some, like, sports talk storylines from the weekend. Well, the first one I want is you're the king of you play to win the games. And I say, you know, what would be better? Then after I watched Kremlin-style propaganda on uh, Saturday night on NBC, I mean, Todd Blackledge was one step from putting a glove on and going down J.J. Turnikoff for me. Will you please? J.J., come here. I, I want to introduce you to a harem of ladies. Let's go out to the club tonight. I mean, Todd Blackledge is a fucking jackass. And I an Eagles kid. You can launch him out of a cannon, too. Michigan handling the cheating allegations with grace. Oh, okay. Sure thing, Noah. Um, but here, here, here's, here's the real point. I said, look, no one better right now to tell us who his four playoff teams are than the man who is a real victim of just the result, a man who doesn't look for game construction, a man who doesn't value the bigger picture, a man who really enjoys just opening the magic egg roll box and eating with reckless abandon, Mr. Jim Costa. So, Jim, right now, mm-hmm. not end of season, not projecting who's going to win moving forward, I would love to know, no smarm, who would be in your playoff, order it one through four, set the matchups. Yeah, and, and again, the, my way of doing this is predicated on the actual game results, not hypothetical, maybe I test future games, I think maybe they'll win. It's based on who has actually gone out, played the games, won the games, and deserves to be in the four right now. I'll go number four. Should I go one to four or four to one? Go four to one. Number four to me is Florida State. 
which I think is what they're ranked in the AP top 25 too. Yeah, sounds right. The LSU win doesn't feel as good as it did week one, but it is still a top 25 win. Clemson. Clemson. Not as good as it felt at the time, but still a, a semi-quality win, road game, that whole deal. Yep. So I have Florida State, four. couple legitimate wins. I'd have Washington, number three. They beat Oregon. I know it was at their place. It's sure. only by a field goal. They won the game. Results matter. Sure. Until Oregon comes back and gets their revenge, Washington is number three. Number two is Oklahoma because they beat Texas, who's a top 10 team. Neutral field, did it with defense on the goal line, did it with their offense to put them away. And my number one team, begrudgingly, I don't think they're the best team in the Big Ten, but right now, Ohio State's resume with a road win at Notre Dame and a top 10 win against Penn State, I'd have the Buckeyes, the number one team in America. Fascinating. Okay. That leaves Michigan and Georgia in that 5-6. They've got big games. They'll earn their way in. That's what it should be. You earn your way in by beating good teams. Or just have NBC and Fox just bludgeon the general populace with narrative that they're supposed to subscribe to. No? <laughs> Wouldn't that just be the easier move? So, so sometimes I think you're piling on. Like, I know you hate Michigan with a burning passion, but even I'm watching fourth quarter, they're cutting over to JJ, and he's just sitting on the bench. He's not doing anything. It's unbelievable. So let's get to JJ, because he is now the Heisman favorite. <laughs> Fuck you. Plus 250 to win the Heisman. We're a sports betting podcast, Mike. Okay. The value is all gone now. He's the favorite. No, Penix I mean, slides back to plus value, 300. Okay, so let, first of all, let me understand something. Last week, Penix is minus 140 to win this whole thing. Yeah, Everyone else is plus 1,000 or better. Mm -hmm. Penix has an off night against Arizona State, and now he loses favoritism outright. Really? What's J.J.'s Heisman moment? He hasn't had it yet. That's the point. If he JJ's does it, if he does it against here. Penn State, Ohio State, give him the Heisman. JJ's basically out here stealing little kids' wheelchairs with the teams he's playing. Okay? You're stealing wheelchairs from children. At least, like here, let me give you a quarterback who's unnamed, who's below JJ McCarthy. Sure. Here are the, here are the numbers. He's completing 78% of his passes for 2,100 yards at a nine yards per attempt clip, 19 touchdowns, one interception. Do you know who that quarterback is? Jordan Travis? Bo Nix. Okay. Yeah, and Bo Nix went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Penix on the road in shot. a top-ten shootout. Yeah. Bo Nix is plus 1,800 right now. JJ plus 25, or so 250. Tell me I'm being biased when I give you my numbers, and I go, I, I value, and by the way, Bo Nix went on the road preseason, sure. went down to Texas Tech. Yep. So I'll, I'll say it again to you. Why is J.J. ahead of Bo Nix? He shouldn't be. Okay. He should, That's th all I need from you. At this point, he shouldn't be the favorite. He should have to have those kind of games. But I guess this is the market betters moving the line because, A, Michigan's a big brand, and, two, there's a lot of confidence that Michigan's going to win those games, and you better bet them now because now it's only going to get worse. Well, that part, I think, is very plausible and reasonable. It is, it, it is. Let me give you another quarterback who I would put ahead of Mr. J.J. McCarthy. This guy's completing 72% of his passes for almost 2,200 yards. At a 9.1 yards per completion clip, 19 touchdowns, three picks. And he has a top five win on his resume. Is it Dylan Gabriel? That is correct. Like, I can do this all fucking day with you. Yeah, I don't get it. Dylan Gabriel, another guy over plus 1,000 right now, who's actually had those moments. 100 yards rushing, game-winning drive against Texas. Head-to-head -head on a neutral site, truly 50-50, in an absolute game of the year environment. Yep. But I'm supposed to value what McCarthy's doing to these teams. Hey, what a throw to Bob Loveland. The guy's wide open. Colston. I don't give a fuck if it, what it is. 
It's it, it, Maserati Colston. Well, Maserati Marv's on here. We should talk about that because as I'm driving, I have I can hear the audio. Gus belaboring this forced nickname, Maserati Marv, another play. No one. Evan is the him. only person in America who likes this nickname. He's I like, just, I don't know. He's fast and he's sleek. And I just don't understand it. Like to me, my Heisman ballot right here, right now. If but it, it first of all, if Brock Bowers comes back to play, Brock Bowers is number three. Number two would be Bo Nix. Number one would be Michael Penix. Dylan Gabriel would probably replace Brock Bowers because Bowers will be out too long. Mm -hmm. But that's uh, JJ's not on this. You've played a schedule that's outside the top 80 in America. You've played no one outside of Rutgers that will make a bowl game. You have an offense that is spoon-fed for you. And I said it Saturday. I said they'll have their little coming out party because State's so atrocious against the pass. State actually stops the run that they'll play him. He'll throw a few TDs and everybody will touch themselves. And it's, it happened exactly like I said it would. I don't have to value it. Watch that football game and tell me those numbers are real. Tell me anything that happened on Saturday night is real. You stole a child's wheelchair. I hope you feel good about yourselves. Now, you did your job. But, like, what's I don't have to value that. Yeah, what's frustrating is I think he's every bit capable. He just sure. hasn't done it yet. And while we're going to penalize Penix for the two picks. Guy throws three against Bowling Green. Thank you. JJ threw shit. three against Bowling Green. Like, the season totality. This feels like such a knee-jerk off Michael of a Penix. game that wasn't even a Heisman moment. Heading into Saturday, Michael Penix didn't have a single game under 300 yards. Yeah. Not one. And by the he, way, they still won. They, they're still undefeated. It was a rat performance. Shame yeah. on us, by the way, for not taking I the 27 and a half. right up to it. And My point it. is, I don't have to react to this. And I don't have to accept the narrative. And that doesn't mean that I'm some tinfoil, you know, false flag maniac. I'm not. But I watch the games. And I've seen Jordan Travis go into two real battles. N the neutral or road sites. Hell, yeah. I'd argue that what he did this weekend against Duke... Duke is better than anyone Michigan's played. Yep. So I just, I've watched that. I've watched Dylan Gabriel. I've watched Bo Nix. I've watched Jaden Daniels. I've watched Michael Penix. And I've watched JJ. And when you don't throw 20 passes a week and you don't play anyone and you got one bowl team on your list and it's Rutgers, why, do I, why am I forced by law and forced by the media and forget about the asshole fan base? Why do I have to react to that? I don't. I'm a Heisman voter right now. I am. And if you think I'm irresponsible that I don't have J.J. at the altar, call Tim Henning and get my vote taken away. I don't give a fuck. Tim, emails are incoming. Don't give a fuck. Don't care. Take my vote. Because I'm not going to be a fucking robot. And I'm not going to do what I'm told to do. I'm going to watch the games. I'm going to take the Heisman vote seriously. And I'm going to vote who I believe is the best player in America. Sorry. I don't give a fuck. Go steal another kid's wheelchair. I don't care. It's ridiculous. Last note on JJ. I don't want to hear about if he had played the fourth quarter. You don't get stats Thank added you. on in oh, post-mortem. You only get credit for what you've done. Plus 250 to win the Heisman. There's your update. Do you want it? I don't want it. I, I mean, come on. Okay. I think Bo Nix is the best value here. There's no reason Oregon couldn't go on to win this thing, make the playoff. And if Bo Nix is out here with 35 touchdowns and two picks, he's... Man, plus eighteen hundred, and his one blemish is going toe to toe with Penix is losing in the final seconds. Yeah, the only Bo Nix drove him down into field goal range. The idiot kicker missed the damn thing. Yeah, the only other one, Dylan Gabriel at plus twelve hundred. No issue, right? And I still think Penix would have value. What did Mike Penix do wrong? Right, I, I almost had that thought. Like, hey, if they're going to knee jerk punish this guy, I'll tell you what, that's the rat line. Of they're the week. still going to play. Hold on, 
Washington's still going to play USC, which is going to be a big stat game for him against a brand. Like, he's going to have a couple more opportunities, including a Pac-12 title game against either Oregon a second time I'm gonna tell or you, Oregon State. They're in a dogfight this weekend. You see that number against Arizona? Mm-hmm. Arizona's been frisky, and that's a road game. I was spying the sheet. All right, I, you know, I'm just hey. trying to get out of it. The NBA playoffs are underway, and you want to get to the game? Me too, but... I'm a Pistons fan. Let me live through you. Get your tickets with GameTime. GameTime is an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which means you're getting your playoff tickets even faster. Prices on GameTime actually go down closer to tip-off. Save up to 60% buy-in last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, whatever. Like, let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Reigning champs, hot ticket. You click on the uh, the game in the app. Flash deals, under 300 bucks. Yellow lightning bolt, it stands out. Red fire emoji, cheapest seat, 115 bucks, And that's all-in pricing. That's no surprise fees at checkout. I've used game time to buy Red Wings tickets. Nothing better than going to a baseball game day of. Boom, boom, you click in, easy to navigate. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with game time. Download the game time app and create an account. Use that code CASH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code Cash, C-A-S-H, for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There was a moment on stage where you were giving me a hard time because I said MSU's black jerseys looked cool. And I said, they got to be worth, what, three or four points? And you made fun of me, but look good, feel good, play good. We had some great uniforms in both college and the pros this we week. We did. The Kelly and Greens on Sunday night. I put this on here. And and I, maybe it's an old thing, but like, are throwbacks just better versions of what we currently wear? Think about this. What team's throwbacks do you ever walk away hating? When the Giants wore their throwbacks yesterday, it was beautiful. 
the Eagles last night and the Kelly Greens, the mm -hmm. Bucks a week ago. Creamsicle. Look, the Chargers are essentially wearing what they used to wear the in the early 80s. Yeah. Exactly. The Vikings when they go retro. But even in college, Oregon, going back to 1994 Those with their nice. uniforms, right? Um, you see, like, when teams go throwback mode, aren't throwbacks just a better version of what we currently have? Why don't the Eagles wear those every week? They're beautiful. I feel like a lot of the, the modern logo jerseys are awful. Yeah. Very, they lack like creativity, personality, very straight lines, business like. I love the throwbacks, I man. I do. I do. I, even the Jets throwback, and I hate the Jets. The Jets throwback is beautiful. The New York Sack Exchange. Shout out Mark Gastineau. <laughs> well, I wonder if it is like we remember these jerseys being cool, therefore they are, but I don't think that's the case. I didn't grow up watching the Kelly Greens or the Creamsicles, and that's I think fair. they're better than anything that's being worn today in the NFL. Me too. No, I look, I really feel like a great example. Seattle Seahawks now or Steve Largent era Seattle Seahawks. Right. Right? Chargers pre-redo versus now. I mean, even if you were, hell, I mean, I, I, look at, I look at the Giants, their retro is better, the Bucks retro is better, Vikings retro is better. Like, I can go down the list. The one, this isn't a throwback, but it caught me off guard. Did you see what the Colts were wearing? The black helmets. With yeah, what the, are they called, the Indiana Knights jerseys? Yeah, the they, side I stripes. liked them. I didn't hate them. I don't mind new stuff. Don't get it twisted. But generally speaking, throwback stuff's really, really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I know for me, like here, we're sitting in Detroit. I would tell you right now. I'm a Lions fan. I want the Lions to get to the throwback phase. Well, I think next year they're eligible to do it, right? Because the NFL has these weird rules about certain two, windows. And... Two-year ramp up. You can only have a certain amount of helmet. You know, you can only have one alternate. Like the Lions are breaking out a new helmet this year, but they have to wear it with their hideous grays because they aren't, because of the timing. It doesn't li line up. So they're wearing Correct. these cool blue helmets yeah. with with like the, the old school lion on it, but they have to wear them with the boring gray jerseys that they had as their like color rush deal. Singular best throwback in all of sports. In your mind. Oh, man. I, I know, I know, I know. What if I narrow it to football? Singular best throwback. That when the team wears them, you go, there's no way to lose them. Not possible. This is so prisoner of the moment. Philly. Can you tell me if I'm missing something? It's Philly. Aren't those beautiful? I grew up watching that era of Eagles football. And I mean, the Giants couldn't beat them. Randall Cunningham at quarterback. Seth Joyner on the defense. Ricky Waters. Um, Vi Sikahema returning kicks and punts. Those Kelly greens are nightmare fuel. And the green of the jersey, it was always, it matched the AstroTurf at the old vet. And it was just, when you saw that helmet and in Reggie White and, and Keith Byers, like those teams were loaded. Shameful they never won a Super Bowl. But I... I have as many bad memories about those uniforms as anybody, and I still think they are top of the charts. They are beautiful. What about the old uh, Houston Oilers? Love. Like the powder blue? I, here's what I have said. I think, Evan, you and I had this conversation. It's like, how did the Houston Texans not call up the Titans and go, guys, look, here's the deal. It makes no sense for you to be using an Oilers throwback. What's it going to cost for us to buy this off of you, to buy the trademark? And then we're just going to become the Houston Oilers again. And here's what we'll do. We'll cut you in 15% on rev split on apparel uh, for the next decade. Like, 
how is the Houston Oilers thing not a thing in Houston? No one in Houston likes the Texans. They don't like the brand. It's 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 a creation. Yeah, it's it's like artificial. The issue, this is bigger than just the jerseys and the names. The cities should keep the win-loss records. Like the idea that you pick up, yeah. move, and leave, like the Baltimore Colts and, and the you know, Cleveland Browns and the whole thing. The city should keep the wins, the I loss, agree. the trophies, the the intellectual property, the colors, the jerseys, the logos. Houston should keep that. And, and it needs to be facilitated by the league when they do this expansion stuff. This should not have to be hashed out now. It should never have happened to begin I agree. with. But yeah, no, professionally, Eagles would be one. I've always been a fan of the Bucks. Yeah. I The creamsicle thing, people make fun of it. I actually think if you step back from your preconceived notions and all oh, that, the Bucks were terrible when they wore it. When the Lions played them two weeks ago, th- those are gorgeous. That's a beautiful uniform combination. It's awesome. With Bucko the Buccaneer or Bruce the Buck or whatever it is, like, those the are The guy sweet. biting the little dagger? Yeah. Look, bottom line, I think there's a way to do it. I really feel like what's old is new. Yeah. And I think you're going to be seeing teams get back to their roots with stuff in the NFL. NBA, you're seeing more of it now, too, where teams, hey, we can have these city jerseys and have these special edition things, but reality is a lot of those are drawing upon the history of the team. And, like, case in point, like, when you look at some of these teams and you go, wait, why are you wearing this new crap when – that's way cooler. Well, it feels like NBA had that sweet spot in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, everybody wore turquoise. I don't mean the teal stuff. <laughs> Although the Pistons have brought that back locally. No, I just mean like look back 20, 30 years ago at some of the logos, the colors. It just felt like there was a little more of a personality to if it. If I could make... Like how many NBA logos are a fucking circle with the teams? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what they're emulating a lot with that? What? Soccer. Yeah. Um, badges, if you will. Uh, No, but, like, if I could turn the clock back to 1988 and basically just have every team wear what they wore in 88, I think I'd be a happier person. Especially in the NFL. These NFL uniforms, I mean, I see some shit weekly. Like, what are the Tennessee Titans doing? I mean, those uniforms look like they are 1995 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Like, what is that? I'm looking at NBA logos right now. These are the teams that incorporate a circle. You're obsessed with this. The Bucks, the Celtics, the Warriors, the Hawks, the Sixers, the Wizards, the Lakers, the Timberwolves, the Raptors, the whole fucking league uses a circle. We get it, you dribble a basketball. Of the things I thought you'd be upset about, this did not make my top <laughs> I didn't even know we were going here. Moving on. We can move on. I have the our favorite game that we play some Mondays, which is, who does it say more about? Okay. And I have three college games and three pro games. I want to know who the game said more about. Mm, this is going to hurt. All right, go ahead. Ohio State, Penn State. Penn State. Says that they have a broken offense, that their quarterback isn't as, the time we started good to as tape, people said. The time we started to do our show on Saturday, Drew Aller was 10 of 27. They don't throw it deep. They don't have any explosiveness in the ground game. I don't know what their fucking plan is. And as much as I want to credit Ohio State's defense, the data over the course of seven weeks now is suggestive that they don't throw it deep because they can't throw it deep. That they don't have run explosiveness because they can't throw it deep. And they're going to be this in-a-box offense that is going to have to grind and and churn their way down the field. And you're not going to do that in today's college football. I mean, even Michigan, who wants to be pragmatic about how they approach things, they're still able to be explosive in the passing game with a 30-yard completion to a tight end 
or an 18-yard completion to a wide receiver. Penn State, everything is under eight yards. Everything. I think it says more about Penn State. And by the way, fun stat. Mm -hmm. I came prepared today. Uh, I want to make sure I have this right. I want to congratulate Tony Elliott. Oh, no. Tony Elliott, Virginia's head coach. Did you see what this was, Evan? Has been at Virginia, one of the worst Division I programs out there, for a year and a half. He went on the road and beat top 10 North Carolina. Like one of the biggest wins in program so history. So he has one top 10 road win. Uh, that's one more than James Franklin has in 12 seasons. But did you see what happened to him? 12 seasons. Did you see what happened to Tony Elliott? They win the game. Coach on the field. Let's go down live. The reporter starts setting the scene. Hey, this is like the big top 10 win in Virginia. Cut to a television show with Tim Allen. We don't even get to hear Tony Elliott's moment after this big, significant win for the Virginia program because we got Tim Allen on a couch, scene setter sitcom. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a sign Tony Elliott should leave UVA. The CW is like, hey, we got to hit this schedule. <laughs> yeah, that's the other problem. You're the <laughs> ACC and you're on the CW. But point about James Franklin made. He is not a guy who goes on the road and wins top 10 games. Hasn't done it. And I'll tell you right now. It says more about Penn State. I don't see how Penn State beats Michigan. No. The real winner in that game was Michigan. They didn't even play. Because yeah, I wasn't be. impressed with Ohio well, State Well, the lines either. moved, too. What? Uh, it was Michigan laying two and a half at Penn State and Michigan laying three and a half at home against Ohio State. Both of those numbers are now six and a half. There was a moment, because you get the iPad up, goal line stand for Penn State. It doesn't end up leading to a win, but I thought it said a lot about Ohio State's inability to run tough yeah. yardage. Well, they're leaning into who they are a little bit more. Now, look, no Travion Henderson. Backs have been banged up. Mm -hmm. But what you're saying, I think they're round, I think they're now pivoting. First couple games, you go, how come they're not throwing it to Marvin Harrison more? Well, then uh, Abuka or whatever his name is is hurt. Mm -hmm. You see the last three weeks, Harrison's numbers? Mm -hmm. No one covered his fucking guy. Maserati Mar. Stop with that. You got to stop. That's not a thing. You got to stop. You, you, don't, you can't make it a thing when it's not a thing. I wonder, moving forward, if they're just going to lean into it. The problem is, I don't think McCord's that good. Yeah, I agree with you. He's fine enough. But if CJ... Now, here's... Here we go. I'll say it. The problem is, if C.J. Stroud couldn't beat these guys, now that we know that they were cheating, how the hell is Kyle McCord going to go and do on it on the road? Right, and it's like, and we don't, and I don't believe they're tough enough. I still think the Big Ten runs through Ann Arbor. Yep. Whether they got Sergeant Slaughter stealing signs or not, I still think it runs through Ann Arbor. Next game, USC Utah. Who does it say more about? Ooh, this is tough. I got to be honest. On one hand, I want to say Utah. Because they be deserve more respect. I mean, just to go on the road, you don't have your star quarterback. You don't have your star tight end. You're using a second and third string quarterback. You took a strong safety and moved him to running back in this Vitae kid or whatever his name He's is. He's all over the place. Kyle Whittingham shows up, and they physically, they compete. They're without their All-American safety in the first half because of a stupid targeting rule. Like, I know USC is shit on defense. But the bigger conversation with them is Caleb Williams. You and I sat there, and I'm like, Jim, tell me why I'm supposed to be tanking for this kid. That How is he generational, I think, was the conversation. Like, I, I'm not saying he's bad. Not at all. But you're telling me I'm supposed to, as an NFL franchise, lose 16 games this year to get this? Caleb Williams never drops back and delivers the ball on time on platform. He's always vacating the pocket, and I admit the offensive line is not good, but the point I'm making is nothing is structured, nothing is timely. 
it's all just haywire bullshit. And I'm like, maybe I'm watching Pat Mahomes 2.0. Maybe. Maybe it's the same thing as Texas Tech when he was there. They were a 500 team. He had to carry him on his back. He had no protection. I'm throwing off my back foot. Yeehaw. Mm-hmm. But I just... He doesn't I kind of want as polished as I would expect a guy who's who's a generational player to be. I think you and I have been on the USC is shit since summer. So we can't say this says more about I want to credit Utah. Yes. I want to I want to tip the cap to Kyle Whittingham in Utah and say it says more about them that in today's day and age of Maseratis and bullshit and 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 hype and narrative, you know what? Sometimes you can still build a program, you can still have kids that are in it to win it for the school and you can show up and out-muscle, and out-execute, and, and just out-hit someone. And Utah, look, they get it, their reward for that game this week is to host Oregon. And it's going to be an absolute war. Uh, but I, I'm, I'll shout Utah. I think it says more about them. Did you see, I'm trying to pull it up, the Whittingham quote about his quarterback, like the contrast. It just says so much about his program at Utah. So he says they've got a Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback. So they're going to make some things happen. That's just the way it is. But we got ourselves a pig farmer at quarterback, so we're proud of that guy, too. Respect. They are the most underrated program in America. They are. We should be giving them some love, and I'm happy Listen, we are. I'll be honest with you. Uh, you know, if Kyle Whittingham wasn't on the wrong side of 60, or if Kyle Whittingham hadn't been at Utah forever, be one of the first names I'd bring up for Michigan State. Should, should the Big Ten add Utah just to fuck with USC? Yes. Because that'd be great. Like, they fit the Big Ten with Whittingham. Just bring them in to fuck with USC. Listen, the reason they don't fit the Big Ten is they have an actual offense. See, people don't want to admit it. Utah's offense with Ludwig, that coordinator, is a ton of fun to watch. Do you realize they're, they're a legit Pac-12 title power. contender? Yeah. Again, they've won the last two. We shouldn't say contender power. You're right. And they're doing without Cam Rising. And, and he's not playing this and year. And Keithy, whatever his name is. The and tight the tight end who was supposed to be the next yeah, Kincaid. There it is. Last college game, then we got three pro games. Who does it say more about Michigan or Michigan State? At the, at, at, at the risk of sounding dismissive and, you know, uh, disrespectful, I, I, it's, it, it, I, I can't value anything Michigan did. What did we comp it to? It's like stealing a little kid's wheelchair. You happy so it with says yourself? more about your program. I think it says more about Michigan State and, and being a complete clown car. Do you feel like the Urban Meyer stuff has been like a conversation piece locally? Do you feel like if there is any apprehension in the program, a loss of that scale, the worst in the history of Spartan Stadium, may nudge a person or two that actually has influence? That's what I wanted. I was begging for this type of bloodbath. Look, I just... Because, Mike, I looked at that and I thought, yeah, I don't think they're 50 points worse talent-wise. We didn't feel that way before the year. I thought that was as much coaching and talent. It's both. You need a real coach in East Lansing. I would equate it to Michigan is John Taffer. Michigan State is a deadbeat piece of shit bar owner. Oh, okay. And John Taffer comes to town, and it's not that John Taffer is a genius or John Taffer's got a cure for cancer. He's just saying throw out your moldy food. John Taffer walks in and goes, you don't deserve to serve food because 18 people are barfing in your parking lot. You're serving raw chicken. Now, that doesn't make him a genius. <laughs> it's common hey, sense. you don't have a POS system? You don't have a, a chef? You know, what do we do? Oh, you don't? We're you using don't. a microwave as our primary heating source? So I kind of just look at it like Michigan rolls in. They go, oh, well, you're going to cover our wide receivers with this farmer linebacker? I mean, like. Yeah, I guess we'll throw a touchdown. Sure. 
So yeah, I, I think it's it, it really is the bottom of the chili pot for MSU's program. You got a dead cat bounce. And if if Spartan alums or power brokers or general assholes thought that this is some kind of easy fix or, oh, we just got to hire the right guy. No, you need something bold because Michigan is a really good football team. Mm-hmm. But when you go out and lose 49 nothing at your place and the other team's running Tecmo Bowl and you still can't cover it, that's about you. That ain't got shit to do with U of M. So I hate to break it to you. I don't know. Sorry, man. NFL. Lions, Ravens, who did it say more about? We talked about it. One of the games of the weekend. Yeah. Maybe the game of the weekend on paper. Yeah. Wasn't close. Well, for me, see, I think this this depends on what you said going into the game. I never engaged in the Lions one seed conversation. I said, at best, you're going to be the two. I said, you're going to lose to Baltimore. It's a scheduled loss. If you beat Baltimore, you're a Super Bowl team. I think it says more about the Ravens. And it says a lot Lamar Jackson was able to come in and have one of the most impressive first halves I've seen all year. Do it from the pocket, on time, accurate. Never rattled. Cut him apart. And he did it with his arm. And I was really, really impressed. And I'm not a Lamar guy. That was impressive. I'll say it says more about the Ravens. I would say the same. And I was shocked to hear you give him the credit because you've been so hesitant to acknowledge what he is as a passer. Because he doesn't do it. He's got a couple weapons. Now he hits Zay Flowers immediately near 50-yard play, and yep. all of a sudden, he was in complete control of that game. Most and it was impressive ugly. Play when you win made. that way, it says about you more than it says the other yeah, team. Yeah, the most impressive play to me was still red zone. That's where he runs. That's where he goes. He waited, 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 waited. Touchdown. Just the second touchdown you're yes, saying. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Where he could last year he would have taken off. That and that's the key. That's the, the the mental maturity. That's the development at work. Lamar, still a dangerous athlete. Of course. If he is that guy, more often than not, they can go to that's Super a Bowl. Super Bowl caliber yep. football team. 100 percent So I think it said more about the Ravens. Chiefs Chargers. <laughs> I'm out of words for the Chargers. I really am. If you told me you'd pitch a shutout in the second half against Kansas City, and it's going to be 24-17 all half, I just start to ask questions about Justin Herbert. Mm -hmm. I ask questions about that offense. I ask questions about the guys in that locker room. I, I just, it says more about the Chargers because the Chiefs at halftime just, it looked like the Bengal game two years ago where they couldn't score. Mm -hmm. They didn't do anything. I think it says more about the Chargers. I do too. They got to get rid of Brandon Staley. I'm sorry. I think it says more about the Chargers, but I also on one hand think, don't, didn't we already know this about the Chargers? You know what? Fair play. But I don't know that we learned a lot about the Chiefs either. That no. felt like a very predictable, and we had that both of us on the card, Kansas City with the five and a half. Let's but, ask the question most of America really wants to know. Yes. You think Travis Kelsey's actually with Taylor Swift? Yes. You do? I'm being persuaded that way so let me ask you a question this is the one thing i don't get what well-adjusted 30 year old man or woman wears a friendship bracelet with the number of the player they're dating like it's fucking high school but it's her thing it's is like it? her brand that's right? a thing yeah she what does is- the bracelets at the concerts that was the whole thing in the heiress tour so this is a marketing ploy that's all this is yeah she's free to date whoever she likes maybe travis kelsey's the nicest guy in the world Yes, yeah, Evan's point, like the longer this goes, doesn't it feel a little more legitimate? Yeah, but doesn't he know he's taking his life in his own hands dating her because he's going to end up a, a song? Mike, Mike, he did a, a terrible dating reality show in his past that no one remembers. 
he wants to be with somebody. Like, if he's willing to do that and make himself look like a fool, this is nothing for him. Okay. They're both in their 30s. They're single. They'd want to get to that point in their life. A little desperate. <laughs> I What I couldn't take was her and Brittany Mahomes doing a choreographed dance. They're having some fun. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I, I, I needed to get out of that situation as quick as possible. I don't know who it was, but when they were going through the highlights halftime of the uh, Sunday night game, I forget the analyst. He was like, I don't care. Let's get to the football. I felt like that was you at the desk, too. You're like, show me the highlights. I think as a 42-year-old man who's done this job for a long time, I just I'm tired. I'm tired of being a victim of a sales pitch. I just yeah. want to watch the games. Yeah. And I, I'm not that whole... Shut up and dribble. No, 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 no. Players can have opinions and comments. Please, and do go the things. for it. Yeah. I'm making a point, though. Like, when I watch the games, I just want to watch the game. Don't tell me who I'm supposed to like. Don't tell me who's great. Don't, don't sell me your shit. Just call the fucking game. I don't need anything else. I didn't ask for anything else. Maserati Marv is not a thing. The Don. The J.J. Heisman narrative. I don't need it. Just call the game. Hey, this school's under NCAA investigation. Say it. Oh, but what about Tunnelgate? Okay, you want to do that? Then do this. Just call the game. I'm just saying. Taylor Swift shit. Enough. If you're willing to do catching Kelsey, I don't think you're above dating Taylor Swift. It's not about being above it. It's just I, I... you know what? I hate to break this to you. What? This is breaking news. Okay. Athletes, no matter the league. Yeah. You may be surprised to know they fuck a lot of celebs. Okay? Shocking. Alert, alert, alert. We don't know about it every game. Correct. And I just, it gets tiresome. But her thing is like these very, these relationships. It's, it's, it's the backing of all her music. Like this, it wasn't going to be subtle who Taylor Swift was dating. Right? That comes with the territory. Okay, but if this was her reality show, a Netflix doc, uh-huh. or a movie, yeah. I agree. Okay. I'm tuning in to watch Chiefs and Chargers, America's Game of the Week. I don't need, I don't remember it being this way when Tony Romo was with Carrie Underwood. I don't remember it being this way when other athletes have dated incredibly famous you know what it celebrities. Is? I want to pull it all together because we had this conversation Saturday night anymore. over egg rolls. You're right, but the network's job is to be entertaining. I know. It is not about journalism and integrity. It's about what's the storyline? JJ, Heisman, cram it down people's throats. People are betting it. It's the Michigan quarterback. They're undefeated. Here, open wide. This is what you want. This is what the public wants, so the networks are giving it to them. Taylor Swift, megastar, Travis Kelsey, kind of a lovable character. Boom, put them together. Open wide. This is what you want. They're giving people what they want. They are beholden to numbers, eyeballs, and that's why they're making these decisions. Not because it's ethically right or wrong. They don't give a shit about that. Well, the problem is they've gone cable news. We were all victimized in COVID. We're all victimized in the election. And when you go to the CNN, you're going to get one thing. And when you go to Fox, you're going to live in a different world. And you're never offered the way it actually is. Like, you're never supposed to be able to walk away from a broadcast or the news saying, I agree with that. When you watch a game, your takeaway should be the game. Mm-hmm. It isn't, I agreed with the broadcast today. 
and that's what we've turned it into. Compelling like, points by Clatt right. today. When, so, like, when you turn on the news, you're never supposed to be able to say, you know, I really agreed with the news tonight. I disagreed with the news tonight. Too much death. Right, but that, that's my point. So, like, I'm <laughs> seeing it happen in my realm now, where yeah. it happened in news first. And I'm just, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. Like, it's... I don't want to walk away bitching about the broadcast at every turn, but like, Jim, I really feel like we have just gone to a different place with this. And I don't I don't know why, because I would argue to you, my man, the numbers are going to be there regardless. Well, you it's know, the NFL. You know what it is? Uh, just a light bulb popped up in my head, and you're going to hate it. Yeah, I'm sorry to bum you out. You no, know, you're I good. Apologize. You know what it is, and it's something that you hate too. What? Engagement on social media. That's but hold on, that's so much. We do opinion stuff, but but on social media, how do you get engagement? It's point of view. It's an angle. Yeah. So in addition to eyeballs on the TV, how do we get our TikTok to pop? How do we get our Twitter to go? How do we get our Instagram? Elicit response. Push a point. Agree, disagree. Right. I think social media, which you're famously not on, is also part of this. That's fair, and I think it's very intelligent on your part to make the connection. I just, I don't know. Like, you and I have gotten into an argument before. It's not Gus Johnson or Noah Eagle's job to offer their opinion. You're a play-by-play guy. Shut the fuck up. Call the game. Let your analyst be the opinion maker. That's how it works. That's why John Madden was John Madden, and Pat Summerall was happy sipping his bourbon. It just, that's what I miss. But they're all doing it. Like, Tariko, who who's uh, one of the best. Yeah, it drives me nuts. Don't need he it. He was talking about the, 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 what was it, the brotherly shove? Yep. And we'll get to that game in a second here. And he was talking about, I think, of Jason Kelsey on that play. And it was an astute point about the center is really the guy that makes that play go. But he's not the analyst. But I feel like it was a good point to make. Okay, but he's making a point. He's not creating a narrative. I'll draw a line if you want to make a football point. Noted. Cool. But he's not the analyst. How dare he? No, no, no. You can do that. When I get upset is when you start offering opinion. And we're seeing it more and more. I agree it'd be a little off-putting if he's like, all right, so it was cover three on this last look. I, I agree. Right. I or, agree. or like, remember earlier in the year, and you've got Gus Johnson assassinating uh, Nebraska's quarterback. Well, he and was go, playing terribly. Let Joel say it. Well, if Joel's not going to, well, then fire, the other adult in the room on the fire, microphone should fire say Joel. something. Okay. His head was so far up Dion's ass, he didn't know what day it was. The last game, I want to know who it says more about. Sure. Sunday night, Dolphins-Eagles. Easy answer would be Dolphins, Ooh, really? but I'm actually leaving something out here. They were missing three O-linemen last night. You're down Xavier Howard, and remember, Jalen Ramsey's still not back. Not yet. And the Eagles were able to, with those offensive line injuries, really shut it all down. You're also down A-Shane. I think the easier thing would be like, well, Dolphins finally ran into they a haven't real played team. haven't played the good teams. Real team, bro. Uh, they were actually there missing about a half a dozen starters. I think it might say a little something more about the Eagles, just that they're they're not a complete joke, that they're able to, to rally up. The passing game got going. A.J. Brown got a ton mm-hmm. of targets. Mm-hmm. I, that That's the toughest one you've asked me so far. Yeah, because I, I, I had highlighted Dolphins, and I agree, maybe it's too easy. Because you could say, hey, they haven't played anybody. They finally played somebody. Seven of their 17 points came from a defensive touchdown. I think the other three were turnover-aided. They really had one big touchdown throw, and that was it. So it'd be easy to say they're just not as good as everybody thinks they are. Noted. That, that's what I would say surface level. Because I don't, I don't know what the Eagles – I mean, the Eagles went back to what they were going to do. 
win the line of scrimmage at home. I don't know that that was that shocking. They were the favorites, and they took care of business. To the can, degree that they took care of business, I think, says a lot about the Dolphins. Can I, you know, fellas, do you mind if I bring something up here? Yeah, that what is, do you got? You're looking at the phone over there. I had something sent to me, and I, I forgot to bring it up to you. Good but day. this was sent to me, because I'm not on social, and I admit this. But it was sent to me, and it was about Michigan's um, accusation, their, their cheating scandal, Yeah. right? So this is a series of tweets that was sent to me in a picture. Now, I, I'll read this to yeah, you. please. It said, Michigan under Harbaugh from 15 to 20 was 32, 38, and 1 against the number. Right? Sports betting show. Mm-hmm. Reports have the video surveillance sign stealing beginning in 21. So Harbaugh. At the right end, after the awful 2020 season. Where Harbaugh, I think if they, if they don't duck the last two games, COVID, uh, they get bombed by Iowa and they get bombed by OSU. And they finish 2 and 6. So it starts in 21. Michigan against the spread since 21, 22-11-2. But that's not all. This is about exceeding Vegas's expectations since 2021. You ready? Mm-hmm. 22-11-1 against the number. Georgia, 20-17. Bama, 19-16. Oklahoma, 17-14. Ohio State, 14 and 16. Clemson, 14 and 19. What it means is no team becomes a spread darling because Vegas would be out of business. Right, they catch up. Michigan is this unbelievable outlier in covering the number. Michigan, you ready for this? Mm -hmm. In the Big Ten since 21 is a whopping 17-5-2 against the number. They were 25-25-1 in Harbaugh's first five seasons. Georgia in the same time frame, 12 and 10 against the SEC. The point I'm asking is, do you believe that through looking at the lens of gambling, Mm. we can gain a clearer understanding of the value of the cheating and the advanced scouting and whatever? Do you put anything into Michigan all of a sudden on a dime being a complete outlier that even Las Vegas can't catch up to. Knowing, wait one second, Mm -hmm. and then I want to turn it over to you, Moan Frere. They, they, Vegas knows. Michigan's been one of the worst teams throughout history covering the number. They have a huge fan base. They're overbet, and Vegas will put bad numbers out there. But now, Jim, they can't make the numbers high enough. In the last two seasons since they started cheating, they're, they're, they're an ATM machine. Do you, when viewing it through that lens, does that alter your perspective or you go, Mike, total happenstance? I don't think it's happenstance, but let's break it down a little more. I think knowing the offensive play is more of what we're talking about here as opposed to knowing the defensive play. Would you agree with that? Sure. Michigan's offensive line has been dominant the last couple years, recognized as the best O-line in college football. Also coincides with a time where the Big Ten maybe has been as weak as it's been in how many years? So if you have a line that can churn pummel, mm-hmm. put up extra points to cover bigger numbers. I think that would be but doesn't part, George, of, part of it. But, but I also Georgia agree with you. have that being one of the most dominating teams in the history of but, college but, football but, they but, still but can't I, cover? I'm told all the time that the SEC is different and there are no easy games. We know in the Big Ten, but the, the middle and the bottom, you can, but I know you got to cover bigger numbers and you do that okay. by beating up on bad teams. Now, I'm not dismissing. I'm, I, you don't have to. You don't but have I'm, just, to. I'm just trying to offer up because I think it's not any one thing. I do think the sign stealing helps you if you know what's coming, much like the Astros 
If you know what pitch is coming, you can take advantage of it. If you know so, it's going to be a run or a pass, let me, let me give you a great if you example. know based on With what? the Astros scheme, and yeah. remember, that affected yeah. my team directly because I'm a Yankees fan. The home and road splits in the very now famous 2017 series against the Yankees, those splits were every bit as jarring as what I just read to you about Michigan. And it's why... Pending this investigation where there is reportedly credible evidence what from the Big Ten. They're handling it with grace. Okay. When what they, investigation? When Noah Jim Eagle made not You and I did it. like a double take. It's okay if you want to say they're handling it. Um, they're not letting it get to them. That's fine. But to say they're handling it with grace, what would be uh, not handling it with grace? Taking a dump on the what, middle of the field? Right. What investigation? It's an archaic rule. Okay. What investigation? Okay. Everyone do does it. Let's talk about this. Election, recount. I mean, the talking points are everywhere. Mike, Mike, the rule set in 94 was set because teams, there wasn't enough money to travel and do it. It is a dumb, archaic rule. However, <laughs> so you could argue, limits. you could argue, exactly. You could say so are speed limits. You don't get to exist outside of the rules, make up your own rules and go as you want. They do. Right. And if that comes out, which, by the way, everyone's like, where's the evidence? Investigations are meant to produce evidence. Well, and if the, that enough evidence, credible evidence was handed over to the Big Ten that the, the Big other Ten... other teams were notified. Exactly. So what I'm willing to tell you is if this continues the way it's going and they are in a position where they get hammered by the NCAA, I do think you can go back and vacate wins and results from the prior years. What I would tell you, though, is this season... I don't know how you could vacate them beating Penn State or Ohio State games that haven't happened yet now that everybody's on notice. If they, well, if they already have everything they need. Look, but there's man, enough lead time now where you could try you're going to gonna huddle up a little yeah. more. You're going to switch your schemes. College teams already do this yeah. with two or three quarterbacks signing is, in different things. The point is when you affect the integrity of a game, that is the ultimate. Cheating. It's the ultimate crime. Yeah. And I look at people who do bet who've lost money because of this bullshit. Great point. And it's like, look, we'll find out how this rolls, but what I can't take is when things like that get presented, people like me get made fun of because what? I have the audacity to call it what it is. You're mm -hmm. under two NCA investigations. Jim Harbaugh, illegal practice time. Jim Harbaugh, hosting recruits during COVID. Jim Harbaugh, OC, raided. Jim Harbaugh, this, like, Guys, I live in the real world you call with it you. as you see Right, it. Brando, it has electrolytes. It's okay <laughs> for me to live in the real world and and, and it's be got a, what plants crave. Right, and, and be a critical thinker. I just, <laughs> you get gaslit. No, and I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm trying to, to give a little bit of credence to it is an outdated rule. However, Mike, if everybody else yeah. is following it and you aren't, that's cheating. I just think it that's makes giving it, you an advantage that no one else gets because you're cheating. It makes it very hard to have a legitimate dialogue when you have to fight the media to do it. And in a lot of ways, I guess I, I, I understand more now than I understood a couple of years ago, like when, when COVID was going on and you had a lot of people who wanted to have a different conversation. And I mean, I was guilty of it. I just wanted to get back to normal. And I just, I didn't want, I wasn't interested in fighting. I was just like, when do we get to the finish line and I want to go live my life again? Yeah. Like in this sense, and it's far less serious, of course, but it's the same principles at play. When ESPN and Fox and NBC are placating to the biggest fan base in America and ignoring what's really happening, i.e. the crops are dying because you're pouring fucking soda on them and not water, 
Well, like Gatorade. Wasn't then a it? person like me comes out and goes, "Well, what, guys, it's 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 the Brondo. You're you're killing it with the Brondo. <laughs> like, let's just put water on it." And now all of a sudden, I'm thrown. I'm 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 viewed as asshole Sparty, and you're like, "No, I'm just a well-adjusted, semi-intelligent human being who can go. Well, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it might be a duck." That's my only thing. I get yeah. it gets very frustrating because when the broadcast opened up on Saturday night. They're talking about fucking Tunnelgate. All right, I'll tell you what, you want to keep score? Here's what's happened since Tunnelgate. The, the, the stats are jarring. They're jarring. And, no, no, and but, I, but here's what's my happened point is I think it's two things. I think it's two things. I do think Michigan is a better football program the last few years than they were the previous no four problem. or five. And it's also possible that they were significantly aided by That's my point. information no one else had. And I don't know it, but we need to leave open the possibility. What I don't like is when we do the conversation... Well, everyone's doing it. No, I know. No, that's you don't get to do not that. To, not to the scope that's if being alleged. If the officer pulls you over and you say, "But, but, but," everyone's speeding. Is that going to get you out of the ticket? Or you can't say, "But it's the autobahn to me." Sorry, buddy, that's not how it works. Right. Everyone smokes weed. Well, up until a couple of years ago, it didn't matter, and it might have been a dumb rule, but it was. But the when rule. the media goes out and they either won't acknowledge it, make light of it, or make excuses for yeah, it, I don't like that. But, but then look at the position guys like you and me get put in who are not going to do that. Damn. And we're just going to go, well, let's have the conversation. Well, then you fight the mob, pitchfork by pitchfork. But, I mean, but, but what you're seeing is the sports media is doing to the general public what the news media has done. And we're getting to a different place now where now you can't even have a conversation about two different teams. Because it turns into outright tribalism. Yeah. It's chaos. That part I don't get. Well, and the tribalism what? really gets fostered on where? Social media. Full circle for you. Do you really? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. And I know you got to go. You we got to do the mailbag too. All right. Do you enjoy social media? Or do you do it out of obligation? No, I, on some level, I do enjoy it. What do you enjoy? I want to understand well, I like a, like a psychological level, it's the dopamine, it's the engagement. You're talking to people and having conversations. When it's not nasty, it can be fun. What's your when it's during like how about this? During a game, I still think like I'm big on Twitter or X. During a game, when everybody's real time reacting to stuff together as a community, that's fun to me. When it's like bitter egg emoji fighting you in your mentions, that's stupid and a waste of everybody's time. What's the time. worst thing that's ever been said to you on there? I, don't, I let most stuff I didn't roll. Say, well, I, I mean, didn't say it, it bothered you. I said, what's the worst thing a human being has physically logged into their device to text someone they don't really know? What's the worst thing? I'm I mean, I, I don't have, like, I think stories kind, of death threats to share. I think share. you're kind of a prick, but I don't think you're the most acerbic character I've met. I like, I just I like, I like to rib, or what did you say this week? Um, oh, the needler. Needle. You're the fucking needler. The smarm. You've heard of the Riddler, Evan. This is the needler. <laughs> But I like it. Like, to me, that's how I am with my friends. We give each other a hard time. And I do that on a bigger stage with social media and to an extent radio. Okay. No, I just wondered. Yeah. I, but, I, I, but I try to approach it that way where it should never be that serious with people. Now, some people take it that way. And, I think and that's I, part of the I, thing I for me is, like, I believe it or not, as much as I'd love to win a football game on Saturday night, I don't take it that serious. I think the dangerous part, what we've done, this is why I enjoy this podcast. I mean, mm -hmm. If you guys, I'm saying this live. I don't give a fuck. If you guys want to edit this out, go for it. I think the thing that scares me is no one identifies on their own merit anymore. Like, you're supposed to be identified based on respect and honor 
like who you are as a son, a husband, a father, a brother, you know, a, a, an aunt, an uncle, whatever it may be, you're identifying with a political party. Like that's your self-worth. Or you're identifying yeah. with a team. And you let them make well, the decisions for you. But, right, and we've turned it into that. this where now the news media, the sports media, everything's tribal, everything is pushed, that it's you versus someone. No, I'm not versus anybody. My school or my stupid New York Giants don't define who the fuck I am. But yet when you watch these games, you almost feel that's what's getting pushed. And then when you share some of this shit, or look, clearly yeah. I'm not on yeah. social media. Friends will share things with me. Some of it is in an, in an actual good faith effort to go, hey, Mikey, I know you didn't see this really interesting stat. I, I don't know. It's how people are wired. Like the way I'm wired and I, I, the way you're wired is you will challenge your team or Hey, you voted for a guy, you'll challenge him even if you voted for him because you don't have to subscribe to everything the team does or the person that you right. voted for does. You have independent thought. And I hate when people are like, wait, news broke. I got to go see what I'm supposed to think. There no, no. It's okay to say my team did something stupid. It's I okay to say to I return, disagree. I want to return to news. Give me the news. Allow me to determine the value I take out of it mm -hmm. and do the games and let me walk away with my own feelings on the game. What we're doing now is people, look, children are being raised by phones and tablets. Adults are being raised by network news and, and network sports. It's fucking dangerous. And as someone, look, I admit it. I, I would hate to be in the political or news arena, mm -hmm. but I'm seeing it in the sports arena. As a host of over 20 years, I can tell you, People have changed because now it's all tell me I'm pretty or you're an idiot. And that's really beneath me, I have to be quite honest. I'm too intelligent for it. I'm too good at my job for it. And I don't play that shit. So what happens is I run into brick walls on the air every day. And I'm like, I really feel like I'm in idiocracy. Well, you're going to see it too, fingers crossed, locally. Detroit team starting to win. Sure. And people are so starved for it that they want to be told good things. And I grew up here. I'm a fan of these teams. I'm super pumped with like what the Red, Wing, what the right. Red Wings are doing, what the Lions are doing. But there's going to be a, a point where these teams get really good yep. and fuck it up or screw it up or lose a game. You lose the ability to just be and, real. And people aren't going to want to hear because that they aren't been, pretty. They've been programmed I know. to be told what to think. I know. You nailed it. I Look, I know that's a deeper topic. I know this I is way deeper than I thought we were going to get. Yeah, but you know what? It's a podcast. Yeah. And I the ability to just role. reform. Yeah. And it's as I begin to do a Monday show today, I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get a bunch of people who can't think for themselves calling in, and it'll be but, but, but Todd Blackledge. So who the fuck is Todd Blackledge besides a nobody? He's a has-been low-rent NFL QB who's made a career out of doing Todd's Taste of the Fucking Town where I watch him take a bite of a pancake and do C-minus work on television, largely being carried by a superior broadcaster next to him. Fuck Todd Blackledge. Okay. I kind of like Todd. But anyway, we'll go to the mailbag. Hey, Todd's Taste of the Town. I got a bib on. Yeah, you're also an asshole. Let's do the mailbag, then we'll get you ready for your show. Thanks, that? buddy. All right. Uh, this one, let me go back. I want to do these in order. This is a fall wedding rehash from uh, last week. We didn't get to this one. But you want to get to it or you want to move on to something else? Let's do it. Okay. This is from... Uh, Are you okay? Yeah, sorry. Did Can that we... clown car start releasing, like, whip-it takes? Are you all right sorry, over Sorry, I just looked at the clock. We'll get these. We have plenty of time to get these mailbag questions in. This one is fall weddings. It's from Garnett Potter. 
He says, hey, guys, huge fan of the show, 25 years old, and I'm getting married next fall. But I think there's a key detail here, Mike. He says, I'm getting married next fall on a Friday. The key thought was I didn't want to have, I wasn't going to have a lot of say, knowing my soon-to-be wife would be calling the shots. My only request was do it on a Friday. Couldn't think of a better way to watch my clown car team, clown car of a team, MSU, hung over with my groomsmen. Lastly, huge listener, 97 won the ticket. Thanks for calling it how it is and keeping the station alive. Thanks for being you, Mike. And says, never stop ripping cookies for his closet Michigan love. <laughs> I, How I do mean, you feel about the Friday pivot, the compromise? I think it's respectable. I dig it. I like it. I think the one thing would be asking people to take off time from work, but so be it. If it's local, if you're doing it kind yeah. of where you and your... And I'll your, be honest, guys, He was cookies was the highlight of my weekend. Because as much as I do think he's got that blue belly cultist in him, <laughs> he was actually very even keeled. And when he's even... he, You know, Evan, he almost threw... A, a a full can of the beverage he was drinking at the television when it turned into JJTV in the second. It was every cutaway. If he's interacting with his teammates doing something interesting, put him on camera. If he's just sitting on the bench drinking Gatorade, like find something else to talk about. Uh, thank you. No, I mean you're 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 good in my book. You've Next. come a long way because I think you're starting to learn something. What? I think you're you've made your return to the east side of the state. You work with me, you work at the station. You know that this is a blue belly stronghold. I think you're starting to at least understand why Spartans are the way they are. Yeah, I got a taste of that this weekend for sure. Because it just becomes exhausting. Carry on. Epic fall wedding fail. This is from Jacob. He says, love the pod. Thanks so much. Appreciate the fall wedding stuff. They're a pain in the ass. I've got a story. <laughs> my, my sister got married October of 20, uh, October of 2006. Says... My wife was the maiden of honor, and I was the best man, so it was full-time job. You know what that is. If, like, if you're in a wedding, it ends up being a full-time job. 100%. Said MSU got blasted by Ohio State that day. No surprises. That wasn't the biggest sports story of the day. That's right. That October, that day, I missed Maglio send the Tigers to the World Series. Half the wedding guests were downstairs at the sports bar while I was upstairs doing the chicken dance. Yep. He says, oh, they got divorced nine years later. Well, the nine years, you can't be mad at that. I mean, if they get divorced nine months later, I'd be living. And nine years is a good chance. Nine years, they gave it a run. I don't know. I don't... You know what? I'm going to avoid this because I know you have somewhere to go. I could really get after this with a big take about marriage. But I'm not going to do it because... No, Jim. Like the marriage counselor. No, it's that you have to be willing to work at it. You have to be willing to fight for it. You got to want to fight for the person that you decided to marry. You got to be willing to, to, to evolve the relationship. Like people now, the minute it's not great, they quit versus their seasons. There's going to be great seasons, less than great seasons. Like, look, I have a three and nine year. Yeah. Like basically every fall is really hard for my wife. And I try to ramp up being more supportive and to carve out some time because she knows like I might be here, but I'm not really here. And work is the priority, and it allows us to live the life that we live so that when we get to do all the cool shit we do when it's not football, yeah, that time where you didn't see me a lot, that paid for that. Like, so we can avoid it, but I laugh because now it's like, why get married if you're not willing to get in the trenches and work for it? To create that lifelong partnership and to have that person that's your your true ride-or-die person, don't get fucking married. 
There's no gun to your head to get married. Don't let society force you to get married. Evan, can we add we Wednesdays now and we'll like talk about like togetherness and strengthening marriages? I'm down. And, let's okay. talk, let's let's do feelings Fridays. Okay. I don't give Perfect. a fuck. I don't care. We like alliteration. And on that note, the next email, <laughs> Mike, one week you threw out a name for this little guy, this cactus. Yeah. And someone picked up on it because this email is titled Value. Vernon the Value Cactus. <laughs> Good old Verno. Vern, for short. Awesome pod, guys. Thank you for the content. Quick story. I was listening to the podcast as I as I was driving, and I have my three and a half year old in the car with me. Oh shit! Uh, some of the language might not be great for a three year old. Says probably makes me a deadbeat dad with the language, but that's on me, not you guys. Anyway, she doesn't respond or react to really anything except when you guys hit the value cactus. She laughs every time, and she even shouts out value. Come on! Says, I can assure you it's stupid thing. Equal parts hilarious and adorable. Value. 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 Remix. <laughs> Value. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Vern. Um, I want to make sure I give credit to who just sent that email in, because that is hilarious. We love that. Big time. All aboard. From Michael. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Mikey. The you next know, it's one. funny, though. You do have to start being careful, Mike. So my nephew, uh, I had the family over yesterday just to do like a, lo- like a little family dinner, watch Red Zone, quote-unquote birthday, you know, whatever. And I cussed. And my nephew is now three. And for the first time... What word did he learn from normally Mike? Normally, he's like, Uncle Mike, you're funny. And then like this time, he looked at me and he was like... Like a dog with a with a whistle, because oh, no. I was talking to my dad about something. I'm like, ah, fuck that guy. And then <gasps> next thing, <laughs> now my did niece, he repeat it? Well, my niece is a narc. She will. She. I. How old I is have. She? I have. Oh, she's eight now. Okay. I have openly caught her going to my sister and being like, you hear what Mike said? Uncle Mike said this, and even my sister's like, listen. Those are just words. Uncle Mike doesn't mean them, and they're not you. <laughs> so my sister at least lives in reality. But, like, yeah, you got to be careful. Three is about the cutoff where the next thing you know, the kid's going to turn into Vernon the Value Cactus and start saying that shit. He's going to be out on the playground. Value! Yeah, yeah, yeah. or worse, you know, if, if he's listening to this pod. Take Fuck the, Quinn Ewers! Take the Nittany Lions. Value! James Franklin's a cock. <laughs> this next email's from Mark. He says, I, he says, um... I have an answer for your hibachi tailgate without family-style restaurant seating. Let's what if you it. get the outdoor flat top out? The Blackstone? Yeah, then you can have some serious... Yeah, my brother-in-law got one, loves it. My issue with those is the cleaning. I don't want to do the cleanup, the reseasoning every time I use it. That's a pain in the dick. Mark is saying hire an actual hibachi cook for your tailgate on the Blackstone. Okay, so my wife was at a bachelorette party uh, a couple months back. They did that as a part of the party. Great they did idea. an Airbnb... And they hired a hibachi dude to come on in and do the deal. Evan, you want to do that for your birthday? Yeah. You want he me to seems, hire a hibachi guy? We'll do a live really event. The email ends finally for Tailgate Tuesday. Here's something to throw in the mix. Let's hear it. Potato salad. So many options to make it. Every barbecue place does their own. He says in St. Louis, we have a place that smokes the potatoes before they put them in. Mike, have you ever done that? Oh, baby. I'm going to tell you, I, I don't like potato salad. I love it. Potato salad next to ribs or next to brisket or next to any form of good barbecue, there is something about 
classic creamy potato salad next to a barbecued meat. In fact, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm about 75% sure I'm going to go brisket 2.0 this, this weekend. This weekend, Halloween weekend. Dude, it's been a busy couple of weeks for me, and I don't want to do anything this I just want to watch football, largely ignore Michigan State at 3.30, but I want to just do the brisket again before it gets bone chilling out. Then you can't. Well, no, then it gets a little more tough to regulate your temperature, but I'll, I'll, I want to do a brisket this weekend, and I think this person is motivating me. Potato salad might happen. This is from Brandon. And this is, this is a real simple question, but it may, it may be something that people are wondering. Let's it see. says, I have a question for the two of you. Yeah. When we hear trend stats, like Team X is 8-1 and one against the spread or the over in the last nine games, yeah. with the numbers changing on a daily basis, what number is being used? Is it the one right before kickoff? I'm just trying to figure it out. He nailed it. He knows. Done. You know the answer. You don't get to lock in your odds. You take the number that goes off at tailgate or at, at, um, at, kickoff. at kickoff to justify the trend. Your ticket locks in a number, but the trend will use what the game went off at. Tom, question, over at halftime. Gentlemen, my condolences to Nona. She faced the beatdown with pride in East Lansing this week. Yeah, she's got a resilient jawline. I thought the frying pan would take her out, but she took a few shots before she finally passed out from the pain. <laughs> the email's from Tom Poor and Flat. Nona. You imagine poor old lady getting bludgeoned to death with a frying pan on national TV That's on what NBC. Saturday night was Todd Blacklich commenting. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Handle it with grace, some would say. Oh, what a piece of shit. Okay, there was no eagle. I think who said it. Anyway, the, the email Tom and Flat Rock goes on to say, "I've seen the money line odds come off the board late in games, but the Lions money line was taken away at halftime this week. Is yeah. that Vegas protecting itself for the off chance of a miracle?" I'd, ima I'd yeah. imagine it would be 20,000 yeah, plus. Yeah, it hits a limiter. They don't ever want to expose themselves to the one-time biggest comeback in history and they get bludgeoned and have to pay a million bucks to somebody who was drunk on the couch, hitting their vape pen, and just, you know, dropping a $500 bomb. It hits a limiter. Guys, I, I have bad news for you. It's not Jimmy the Greek running the book. It's an algorithm. Mm -hmm. And those numbers spit out based on decades and decades and decades of data. Those numbers are not willy-nilly. They change according to the algo. And when it hits a certain point, their risk assessment team cuts it off and goes, whoop, whoop, that's out. We're not even going to play ball with it. They're never going to give you an out. Raymond shoots us an email, and it sounds like he's already capped the next Lions game for us. He says the Lions 13-4 and four since November 6th of last year. They haven't lost much, but when they have... Their opponent gets it handed to them. Correct. Any, any details? Lions forty to fourteen against the Jags. Yep. Forty-one to ten against the Bears. Twenty to six against the Falcons this season. If they're laying anything less than seven against the Raiders he on said, Monday night, opening football, line I'm is in. seven and a half. Shit. Vegas seems to agree. But look at this guy. He's out here capping for us. We'll yeah. give shout out to to Raymond. When you we know do what, Ra Raymond? There's value in it, buddy. Because Jim asked me a question. I was very proud of the fact I slated it. Um, he goes, "Hey, what do you think OU Kansas this weekend?" And I said. Nine and a half. Maybe nine and a half, and they'll let the market price it out, see if it carries it over 10. What did it come out at? Nine and a half. Mm -hmm. Now, to seven and a half to be a lean to the Lions. I think they will smoke the Raiders. They're going to come home. That place is going to be an absolute zoo, and I, I think they put it on them. It's a week-to-week -week league. Mm -hmm. That's a great spot for the Lions. In-season futures. This is from Ryan. Hi, guys. Love the pod. Was wondering if you guys thought about an in-season futures update. There is some... <clears throat> value and he's got five e's in these two picks one golf mvp plus 3300 awful game yesterday but the schedule still gives them a shot at the one seed yep. this is buying low 
Mike's going to hate the next one, but Aaron Rodgers comeback player at plus 9,000. I have no idea if he plays, he won't. but it would be the story of the year. He won't. Quarter unit on either of them. I wouldn't do the Aaron. You can do the golf thing. I wouldn't do the Aaron Rodgers thing. I mean, we even brought it up and talking with, you know, I do the show with Boomer Esiason and like, Boomer's like, he's not playing. It's ridiculous. It's absurd, right? He's actually hurting himself more by walking around because the Achilles needs to calm down and heal, and he's stretching it, which will delay the healing. But he's a nutcase. He thinks he's he's going to rub, like, horse shit all over his Achilles or some Eastern medicine. What was or, the thing? Dolphins having sex can help heal your Yeah, right. Your yeah, killing a bunch of beetles or whatever. Yeah. Or I don't know. No to Aaron Rodgers. The last one. And these are great, by the way. Keep sending them in. Cash the ticket podcast at gmail.com. It's titled Smoking Ribs, and it comes from Grand Rapids. Let's talk. Logan says, I smoked ribs for the first time, and they were too dry. Can yep. Mike give me a quick rundown, just a basic, yep. how to avoid that with ribs? Uh, all right, first things first, you got to keep your temperature down. Um, I, I would, uh, the, to, the tried and true method to guarantee your, rims, your ribs are not dry, three, two, one method. Get your, get, get your temp at about 250, go three hours. Don't touch it, don't open the lid, don't do a goddamn thing. You don't even need to spritz, nothing. Leave them for three hours. When the bones start to pull, i.e. the meat skirts up and you're starting to see bone edges, you're gonna take them off the smoker, wrap them. Now, what you put in that wrap is up to you. You can use apple cider vinegar and water. You could add some pallets of butter. You could add brown sugar. You could do honey. You can do whatever the fuck you want. It's your call, but a little bit of moisture in there. Mm -hmm. You're gonna wrap them, Put them on there for two hours. Then you can put them back on the grill for an hour if you so choose. I would just say, hey, 10 minutes, raise the temperature. Hit it with a little sauce if that's your bit. I prefer Memphis-style dry rub. Let it tack up a little bit. 10 minutes, get a little crust on there. Pull them. You're done. They'll never be dry. It's not possible. Three, two, one. Three, two, one method. If you guys have suggestions for Tailgate Tuesdays, we're going to start banking some of those ideas for Tuesdays. Cash the ticket podcast at gmail.com. I got a dessert for tomorrow's tailgate that is going to change your life forever. I promise you. It is life-altering. Cash the ticket. Rate, review, subscribe. We have the value, Cactus, and so much more coming up this week. NFL College, tomorrow's episode. We'll go through the games we played, record recaps, and the tailgate. Don't miss it. And where am I parking my Texas money with Quinn Ewers out as much as a month? AC joint. I'm being offered a buyout of even money. We can get more creative than that. Jim's going to come up with a landing spot for it. (laughs) It's cash the ticket. Thanks, guys.